Sean Anderson joined by Joe DeLeon, the one pick man, uh, the one pick myth. Uh, what, what? What, what, what should your name be, your nickname here? Well, I'm not a one pick man. I'm, I'm reconnected now. The, 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 the one pick legend? The, uh, the titty the is no longer up. drooping. The broken um, peck muscle, the, 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 the broken man boob, if you will, uh, is, is so perky now that it's higher than the other one. It is perfectly fixed now. No, it's not a bad implant. It's just that he made the adjustment. It's it's like a hair. I I don't know if it is or not. It looks in a mirror like it's slightly higher than the other one, the normal one. Have you tried doing a push-up? No. Why the would I do that? I'm in a sling. I. I liked it when you were gone better because we haven't even hit a minute yet. Sorry, that, that, that was a stupid question. I'm in a sling. I can I can't even if I take the sling off. I can't even really move my arm. I have to like, I have to like keep my arm braced to my body. If I move it too much, I can risk it okay, completely coming apart. No. Long snap. What do, you, what do you think this is? Have you driven yet? No, I have not left my house. Oh, that's weak. I'm not allowed to though. <laughs> they told me I'm not allowed to for two weeks because. If I get COVID during the first two weeks of recovery, the recovery process would be a million times worse. Apparently, it would completely throw off any physical ability to, to properly heal. So I, I don't want to take that risk, um, understandably. I'll, it's a couple weeks. I, I, okay. You know, you got your own process. That's just how it goes. You know who also has their own process but is just god-awful at executing it? Colin Suttrick. I don't know if he's going to listen. He is he will. so in the fantasy football community, that world, all of it. He is inundated. He's doing like decade-long leagues, crazy league and team na- or leagues and regulations, all of that. Hey, is someone running like a printer in your house or something? What is that uh, noise? Someone's vacuuming upstairs. <laughs> From my perspective, it's someone, it sounds like somebody is like sending a fax like a hundred page fax to someone. Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to power through. That's what I'm going to do. I'm st- I, I heard the door open and close. And now the vacuum might be vacuuming the door that is connects to my basement. That, that is amazing. They might be doing it on the door. Um, that is amazing. Uh, boy. Uh, yeah. Sutrick is talking about who he would take, you know, his fantasy football guys in the timeline, whatever FSBX is or SFX all SBFX. these hashtags. What is that? Uh, it's some fantasy. Uh, it, it's some guy that's a fantasy analyst. I think he's on SiriusXM or something like that, and he does this yearly thing. Or I don't know the full details because he tweets about it so much that it's constantly in my timeline in my Twitter feed. So like one time, I finally clicked and looked into it and see what it was. I got a couple other people that are involved with it that I follow somehow. I think it's just some some like fantasy series that this guy runs. I don't know the, the the entire details. Colin, if you could tweet at us or drop in the in the no, discord what it is, I, I would like an explanation. 
I'd rather have Colin Sutrick tweeting about his sexual fantasies than to see this guy <laughs> who is one in three in our league talking about all his in-depth uh, who he'd take in this situation. He said, oh, yeah, I'd play Austin Hooper versus the Dallas Cowboys. You know who would be covering him? Jalen Smith, <laughs> arguably the best linebacker uh, to cover a, a tight end in the NFL. If and not one of the, the fastest. Yeah. One of the fastest. Are you kidding me? <laughs> and he brings up he, – he replied with some stat and metric about uh, Jalen Smith's coverage or, or the Dallas defense's coverage. I'm like, I watched Dallas and Atlanta play. I saw Hayden Hurst make one catch – or one uh, crazy catch and one just touchdown catch. That was it. Uh, Jalen Smith was on lockdown all game. Don't respond to me with a metric ever on Twitter. Don't. I, I do not tolerate it. I do not tolerate the metrics. Look, I'm we smarter love- than you. Joe is smarter than you. Don't respond to us with metrics. Metrics don't mean anything. That doesn't even go for Colin. We right. love Colin. We love yeah, him. Yeah. But he's one in three, and he's talking about how good he is at fantasy football. That kind of that's a little uh, cognitive dissonance. That's not the right word, but they just don't. It, Definitely not the right word. Get to five hundred, then start talking. Yeah, that's look, what we, I want. Colin, we we love you a ton. You're easily our our favorite listener, but I have to say. If you talk too much about draft strategy, I think that you're you're overthinking it a little bit much. I said this in the group chat when Fire pointed out that he had a losing record after <laughs> talking all this this nonsense to us. The truth of the matter is is if you, if you know the players, you know the players. I used to do that in high school where I would spend like so much time doing draft prep, mock drafts, and it's it's unnecessary. I would overthink things. All of that draft prep led me to drafting C.J. Spiller in the first round two years in a row. That didn't get me very far. I also drafted Jeremy Hill in the first round one year, not the year that he did good. Uh, look, if you know your guys, you know your guys, do a mock draft, that's it. Don't overthink fantasy football. If you know players, you know players. Colin was pretty lighthearted in his response to me, so I think he knew where I was coming from. So it was just, right. a, you know what, Colin? We needed something to open the show with. So unfortunately, <laughs> you were the hey, one. Hey, look, look, if you're one in three, it's coming down on you. I don't know if he's in last place or not, but you're going to uh, get some shit. No, he's in last place in his division. Oh, that's depressing. Yep, it is. Uh, Susanna is three and one, destroying him. And you know what Susanna's strategy is? She picks her first team. Her original team, she leaves them in the whole year, and she doesn't change it, even if they're on buys. Well, she she got the the roster that she has. It's very good. She just ended up drafting best available, and where she was, it, I don't even think she really deviated from who was the best available for a lot of the top picks when I, I was following the trend. Yeah, I, I I mean I'm not not I think Suze definitely knows a good amount of football probably more than Colin does, <laughs> <laughs> but, but like like she ended up not overthinking it and again that's the key she ended up with Edward C Lair who I, I didn't think was I was a little bit wary of investing in a in a rookie running back that early because you never know if that guy ends up being the lead back or if someone else steps up like Cam Akers hasn't done jack for the Rams right now it's all Malcolm Brown it's all Daryl Richardson if you had either of those guys uh, or if you drafted Akers and you don't have either of those guys it's a waste of a pick i.e. what Sean did yep well good for Suze though you want to talk about wastes of a pick I'd like to talk about a waste of a pick sure Dwayne Haskins already getting set news broke this morning 
Recording this on Wednesday the 7th. And Ron Rivera decided to bench him. I've been listening to a lot of the local sports talk stations uh, to see what they're thinking about. It's a lot of uh, anger. It's a lot of understanding, uh, rationalization. I hate to say it, Duke's made a really good rationalization uh, because, you know, he does talk sports. That's his job. And uh, no matter how funny he is on, on Bode, he, he is very good at talking sports. And he did say uh, for his – he understood um, – Rivera's decision-making as to sitting him. It's because the NFC East is so terrible uh, that there's still an opportunity for Washington to come back and win it. That is it. I think I think that is the, the hammer on the nail, but there's a lot more to break down with this. Haskins, I think, has now played 16 games. I think he's played now 16 games after this last week. He hasn't been good. He has not been good. I was not expecting him to be great. I wasn't even necessarily expecting him to be good. I just wanted to see a couple times a game where he would throw the ball uh, with good arm talent and make a, a, a good throw. Just a, not even a, I just wanted to see a couple flashes within these first four weeks of him making a really good throw. I have not seen that. I have watched all the games. I've seen him. He looks scared. He doesn't look decisive. He look he doesn't like when he he just locks his eyes on his first read, whatever the destined uh, receiver is. He doesn't move his eyes around the pocket. He's not that mobile. He can't get away from sacks. He's taken a bunch of them. The line isn't, hasn't even been that bad. the The running game hasn't even been that bad. They finally got Antonio Gibson in the, some work. I think he had over 100 scrimmage yards last week, and and he, he they couldn't even get some help. They could he, he couldn't even get bailed out by his quarterback. My my take on on how this this whole thing played out, and I, I understand Dukes' thought, and, and it is a very good point. But if you just take it a, a step, a little bit deeper, and understand Please. the not politics, but the connections within the front office and the head coach, Dwayne Haskins was there when Jay Gruden was there, and the current general manager. Was not there. The, these are two new pieces that were brought to, to the Redskins, right? Or the yep. Washington football that, team. That's right? what everybody's saying. They said, and uh, they Rivera don't owe didn't him. Draft a, they don't owe him anything. <laughs> so if they're not confident in him after four games, they don't want. They're not going to waste their time seeing what he's what he can do. They draft the year that they drafted him. They had two first round picks. They spent one on Montez Sweat and they spent one on Dwayne Haskins. Are in the middle of the, of the first round. That's not uh, that's a high investment, but that's not as high of an investment as some other quarterbacks who are drafted in the top 10 or even in the top 5. They have very little connection to him. The only connection that they have is that Dan Snyder's kid went to the same school as Dwayne Haskins, so he felt an emotional connection to him, mm-hmm. which is uh, which is understandable, I guess, if if you it's feel not. like You're you know him personally. You're a professional football team. Yes, but if you feel like I, I don't know, he, he was a big reason why he ended up being with the Washington football team. He's I would a big say so. reason, yeah. a big reason why he's there. And if after four games with a completely new general manager and a completely new head coach that is a very competitive head coach, 
If they don't think he's getting the job done and they don't like his demeanor, we don't know what's happening in the meeting rooms and in the locker room. If they don't like any of that stuff, they don't owe him anything. They're going to move on. We saw the Arizona Cardinals with the same general manager and a, a brand new head coach completely get rid of Josh Rosen just because he didn't fit the offensive play style that they wanted to use with an air raid system. They don't owe Dwayne Haskins anything, so you can't act, act all shocked and surprised that they're benching him. I think oh, it's I'm a not. bit too soon. I, I, yeah, no, I'm not saying you are. I'm saying that the general <laughs> public is on, on Twitter is freaking out that they benched him. And I think it is a bit I mean, too soon. Games, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I, I agree that it is a bit too soon. I'd at least let him continue to play and develop like Daniel Jones is doing right now. But you have to understand how those relationships work. If there's no emotional connection from... Ron Rivera, who is the the Washington football team general manager that they recently signed? I don't. I know that Doug Williams is the closest thing to him. I, I don't even know if they have one. Okay. Well, who the, in the entire front office has very little connection to Dwayne Haskins. They're not going to give him any any due diligence. If they're unsatisfied, they're going to put out Kyle Allen, who Ron Rivera has a little bit of a connection with. I just I just typed in Redskins. Uh, well, yeah, Washington football team GM. First thing that popped up, Scott McLuhan. They haven't had one since he left. So it's the same. It's the same. It's, shit. Sa- it's the same as nobody. Right. They don't have one, which it, it doesn't make sense to me. I can't it believe never will. I can't believe but we're recording right now with a vacuum. I can't, I, I, I'm, I just. I'm really not happy about it, Joe. <laughs> that it's happening right now. Um, I did see at by Mike Jones. He had an interesting tweet, an interesting look on it. I think ties in with both of our points. In a way, and it ties in with you because you're a Giants fan. It gives out the the stat lines for both Haskins, Dwayne Haskins, and Daniel Jones. I I, I know that today on Sports Center they said Haskins had the worst QB rating in the league, so I'm not going to put that in there. But it said Haskins one for three, four touchdowns, three picks, one fumble, 60.9 completion percentage. Daniel Jones 0 and four, two touchdowns, five picks, one fumble, 61% completion percentage. Uh, Dwayne Haskins benched, Daniel Jones not benched. That is really interesting. Uh, I, I think that goes with the give him more time. Uh, it, it does. It gives it, give him time to develop, is what Mike Jones said. Well, for, for this... They just this... still feel like different situations for some reason. Why do they feel like different situations, even though Daniel Jones is a, a garbage fire back there? Be- because they're, they are completely different situations. You can't make a 100% guaranteed decision on Daniel Jones after a four-game stretch of him playing the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Mm -hmm. 49ers, even though they were completely battered by injuries, still one of the best defensive coordinators in the NFL running that defense with Robert Sala. Mm -hmm. Then the Los Angeles Rams this this previous week and also the Chicago Bears. So those are four games of very difficult defenses with good pass rushes with the Giants offensive line that is trying to figure itself out. Not to mention the fact that you have no Saquon Barkley. You had him for a game and like five carries and also a, a very thin receiver group. He has very limited options, not to mention the fact that Jason Garrett is not doing him very much justice. I, I think the other thing you have to consider, and I, they both have played terribly. I don't think one has played really better than the other, except you can say Daniel Jones has had a tougher schedule. But the big thing here is that Dave Gettleman is on his last leg as general manager of the New York Giants. Many expect him to retire at the end of the season or be asked to retire 
because he is just not getting the job done. So this is his last chance to say, I at least got this guy right. So he wants him to go out there for as long as possible to try and prove some worth for some of his selections. If he can at least show a, an improvement for this this remaining stretch of 12 games, it won't be as much on him. I think that that is the big difference here, the, the general manager situation. It feels too soon, but I just can't stop thinking about Ron saying, hey, why don't, you know, it's, it's, the division is still up for grabs. You know, nobody is 4 0, nobody's 3 0, or 3 1. There's no front runner by any means. We're going to try to win with Kyle Allen. And I don't know, when Kyle Allen took over last year, he won like three games and then everybody started praising him like no, no other. And then he got benched three games later. It's a mess. It's a complete mess. I don't, I don't, I don't know where they go from here. I really don't. The free agency market this next year, the draft, all of it. No Dak clue. Prescott, baby. That would be sick. I would be <laughs> super excited if Dak was so fed up with Dallas and just came to oh, Washington. He would, he would totally do that. He that is, would be he, so cool. It, it would be a, a, a perfect spot for him to be spiteful towards Jerry Jones and say, screw you, I'm going to laugh in your face for the next 10 years while I'm making my $40 million. They'll pay him. Oh, oh, they yeah. have no problem oh, yeah. paying out that money somehow. Well, we've been through four weeks, Joe. I did talk about last week on the show, expecting Fire to be on, but he's not, uh, to go over a quarterly analysis of the season. We'll give a more in-depth analysis come week eight when we're at the halfway point. Uh, you know, going, We'll be going over best team, worst team, the best surprise of the year, and the biggest disappointment of the year so far. I'm sure our listeners can't guess who mine will be. But let's start off with best team. We both have two. Our first are both the exact same. I had the Chiefs as the best team in the league. Joseph, who was your first, your one A team in the league? Uh, I'm gonna. I don't. Even, I wouldn't even say one A, one B. I think that these two teams are pretty tight right now. The Kansas City Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills. You have to I acknowledge. I think it's they're very tight. That you have to acknowledge as a full team. What they have, Josh Allen is not the same as Patrick Mahomes, but he is playing lights out right now. He's he's playing on a completely different level than we saw him last year. He was more of a game manager to help guide them through defensive victories. Right now, he is absolutely killing it. He took a huge step forward. And then on top of that, defensively, they are just getting better and better. They are not a team that can be easily messed with. Now with the Chiefs, they showed a little weakness against the New England Patriots, but still they are the same team that won the Super Bowl last year. If they remain healthy, they are going to be very, very tough to beat. You think the Bills are better than the Seahawks? Yes, I do. That's that's the, the Bills have a better offensive line. Okay, whatever. I'm going with the Packers as my team 1B. Aaron Rodgers looks great. Uh, they're turn- He's... Developing his receivers into quality receivers, even without Devontae Adams. Their O-line looks great. Their defense flies around. It's not like they have a whole bunch of superstars on the defense. They fly around. I like the Packers. I don't like the Packers, but I think the Packers are a really good team. Haven't lost a game. They just... I knew they were going to decimate Atlanta. I didn't know they were going to make them look so foolish in the process, even though they only lost by four, uh, They only won by 14. They just... There was no shot that that was going to be a loss uh based on that definitely uh Packers is my 1B worst team Joe who you got 
Worst team, without a doubt, the New York Jets. Not because of Sam Darnold. I still stand by Sam Darnold being one of the most undervalued quarterbacks. Actually, the most undervalued quarterback in the NFL because he has no receivers to throw to. Le'Veon Bell is not going to play another snap this season because he just doesn't give a He's fat. Uh, he, he puts no effort in, apparently. He clearly does not want to be with the Jets. So they don't have a running back. Their offensive line, besides Mekhi Becton, is not very good. Mekhi Becton has been a pleasant surprise, which you're going to talk about in a little bit, Sean. Besides that, though, defensively, you've got a couple pieces for them to that really shine. Quinn and Williams is starting to look very, very good in the interior, making a lot of plays against the run and creating some pressure. However, I, you lose Jamal Adams, they are a mess in their secondary. They have no linebackers. They don't have any redeeming qualities on this roster. This is not an immediate fix. And Adam Gase is doing them no favors. They have a ton of draft picks. It's going to take, I would say, a, a couple years if they draft properly. But this this team is easily the worst roster in the league. I think a lot of people would agree on that. Yeah, it's, uh, it's terrible. Uh, it's not my pick, but it's terrible. They are terrible. My pick is the New York Giants, and you might be saying, Sean, you're just trying to get at Joe. I'm yeah, not. you are. You I'm are. genuinely not. I think Sam Darnold is enough case for the Jets to say, I, I think he's better than Daniel Jones. And when I look at these rosters and I look at the teams, I think, wow, they're both 0-4. They both really suck, but I like Sam Darnold more than I like Daniel Jones. If Saquon wasn't, Saquon wasn't hurt, then I would definitely pick the Giants, or I wouldn't pick the Giants uh, but so the the Giants have they got ran better, out by the Steelers. They have a better receiving group. They played a tougher schedule through four games, and then statistically, defensively, they are, are actually a top ten defense right now in a number of categories. They stopped on them by they, the Niners. That was one game because the offense played very poorly. I don't want to go into breaking down every single one of their games, but defensively, they have played very very good. If you look at some of the pieces that they have. Dalvin Tomlinson, uh, Leonard Williams is playing pretty good, uh, Dexter Lawrence, Blake Martinez, James Bradbury has been graded as one of the best corners in the NFL over the He's past good. four weeks. He's good. Uh, yeah, I think that's 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 really lazy for you to pick the Giants. That's it's really not. They've lazy. scored two touchdowns all year. Yeah, because yeah, they're playing good defenses. Understand the context before oh, you make that pick. They have three total touchdowns this the season. The Jets don't have Jack. They have three players that you can hang your hat on. The Giants are just getting their asses kicked because they don't have a good offensive line and they're playing good defenses. There's a big difference between the two, a huge difference between you the two. You can't be the not the worst team in the league through four games only scoring three touchdowns, in my opinion. In my opinion, you need to be able but to that's score more than three thing. touchdowns through four games. That's That's one category. It's Every, a, arguably you watch, the biggest category. Scoring touchdowns equates to scoring points. Scoring points equates to winning games. Okay, but besides just the scoring touchdowns thing, if you look at their defense, they have one of the best, one of the most underrated defenses in the NFL. You can't say that they're the worst team when they have one of the better defenses in the NFL. They okay, they stop, they up, slowed down. The they slowed down a a Rams offense that was statistically top five in the NFL. That oh, is okay. not easy to do. The The Rams scored more points on the Bills than they did on the Giants. That is something you can hang your hat on. The Jets haven't done anything. You lost to and you lost to the 49ers when half of the team was in the infirmary ward. The, the, the by, Jets, by, the Jets 30, lost to Brian Rippian of the Broncos. It's their third quarterback. 
How do you how do you compare those things? Those are two completely different things. Because the Jets scored points in that game, opposed to because, nine oh points. My. Thirty-six to nine is a lot closer than whatever that. It's Denver a Broncos defense with no Von Miller and and Cortland Sutton hurt and no starting quarterback. Of course they're going to score points. Do you have any interceptions, Brian Rippian? Three, he threw three interceptions in that game. They're they're two completely different. You told me you were going to win this argument coming into this. It's not even close. One team's a dumpster fire. One is just has had a a horrible patch of games through four games. The Giants still are not a good football team, but they're a better football team on paper than the Jets are. Three touchdowns is all I need to know. That's all I need to know about the, this but situation. But that's that's not enough to, to. I just laid out all of these supporting arguments. You're just like three touchdowns. All of three those supporting touchdowns. arguments don't three equate touchdowns. as much. Uh, they they're not. They do not equate as much. They don't hold as much gravity as the inability to score points in such a dramatic fashion that the Giants have. Okay, okay, I understand that that is a huge problem that they've only scored the three biggest. touchdowns. That's a huge problem, but you didn't you're not considering the context and you're also not looking at the example that we're pointing to which is the Jets. The Jets are so much worse. I already said if Saquon wasn't hurt and even if they were both 0-4 and all of these scores were the exact same within Devonta Freeman is better than whatever the starting Jets running back is. I don't even know who the starting Jets running He's back not. is. <laughs> Devontae Freeman is not better. He's the 32nd best running back in this league. That's that's just not true. Who is the Jets' starting running back then, Sean? I got no clue. Exactly. Well, I know he scored a touchdown when they played him. When he played the, the Broncos. So That's one-third of the touchdowns that the Giants have. It's not a good take. Okay, if you say so. Let's get on to our best surprise so far through four games. I wanted to go with biggest surprise, but I'd rather do best. Let's get a little positive here. I'll start. My best surprise is how well Makai Becton has played for the New York Jets. I love Brian Baldinger. If he offered me the opportunity to be his pool boy, if I could help him with his baldy breakdowns, I'd do it. I'd ditch everything and do it. I love that man. When he breaks down Makai Becton's film, it is fantastic. I love it. Makai Becton is a stud. He is the biggest player you've ever seen in your life. His dad is somehow even bigger than that. How do you not love this guy? And he's producing. He is. He just looks so good at left tackle. He's just enormous and fast and athletic. He gets down the field. It is awesome to th- that he's come into the league. And, you know, rookie offensive lineman, you're going to make a couple mistakes. But it's the, the positives are so... Far, they are outweighing the negatives by such a huge gap that it is a delightful surprise for me. Honorable mention, uh, Ben Roethlisberger looking good playing football, throwing the ball well. I like that. Joe, your surprise. Uh, my best surprise, James Robinson, my RB1 on my fantasy team. Being an FCS analyst, you have to uh, pat yourself on the back when you acknowledge that this guy should not have gone undrafted. He is a workhorse player. I didn't think that he could be an immediate RB1 take over the load of carries type guy, but I knew he could do it somewhere down the line. If he doesn't maintain this trajectory and do this for the remainder of his career, I think that James Robinson at the very least could be a very good playmaker, kind of like a, you know, Raheem Mostart, Tevin Coleman works well with a good group of running backs, but right now seeing him produce is just huge. That's my favorite player, Raheem Mostart. 
You gonna move on? It's a good breakfast. Most tarts. Put them in the toaster. Let, eat let's bowl. move this along. My back is killing me. <laughs> okay. Uh, biggest disappointment uh, for me. You already know it's Atlanta. But aside from them, the Houston Texans. Completely disappointing. I love Deshaun Watson as a player. He's so much fun. Uh, through four weeks, it was so disappointing to see that they are 0-4 and that he has just been given the shortest end of the shortest stick imaginable. So that is a huge disappointment to see. Yeah, I'm in agreement with the Texans being a huge disappointment that they haven't won a single game through four games. But I'm more disappointed in the Atlanta Falcons and also surprised that Bill O'Brien was fired first before Dan Quinn. Now, Bill O'Brien, rightfully so, was fired for all of his crazy roster decisions and and just improper use of of power that was given to him. But the fact that Dan Quinn has stuck stuck it out through all this is just amazing to me. That dude does not deserve to be a head coach. The Falcons have been underperforming significantly for so, so long. And it's his fault. Yeah, that's super disappointing. I woke up on Tuesday waiting for the pink slip. Pink slip didn't come. All right, let's get into NFL centers and boozers. I'll recap us with week four. Again, I led the picks. Uh, I was 11 for 15. Joe was 8 for 15. Jake Fire, 8 for 15. Our weekly bets with... uh, I was, unfortunately, in the red. I lost $63.44. Joe, without his last week's penalty, lost $437.49. Gosh, that is a big number. And Fire, the big winner last week, $302.74 net picks on the year. Guess who's leading? Oh, me, 46 for 63. Joe is in last, 37 for 63. Fire still barely clinging on to that. 38 for 63. Net bets. This is where it gets interesting, folks. In second place, we have Jake Fire sitting at a plus $775.44. I, even after the loss, am still over the G. I have $1,002.44 of net gain. And now let's get to the fun part here. The net loss for Joe DeLeon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just, is so I can down just read it. Just read it. $940.69. All right, let's get on to the picks. How terrible is that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Just move on. Just move on. Let me give you a massage. Would that help you? Right no, now? just, just move could, on. Let me move let on. me order you a masseuse. <laughs> move on. You're getting cranky. A little bit. I we're we're up here longer than I thought we were gonna be. I'm very uncomfortable right now. Okay. We'll, we'll blaze through these. Okay. Bucks at Bears. I'm taking Bucks and Moneyline. Uh, give me Bucks to cover. Panthers, Falcons. I'm taking Panthers and the Panthers Moneyline. Uh, I'm going to go Panthers Moneyline. Raiders at Chiefs. I'm taking the Chiefs, but Las Vegas is going to cover the 12 and a half. I'm going to go Chiefs Moneyline on this one. Oh, six, minus 670. Bold strategy there, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> Rams at Washington football team. I am taking Rams, and the Rams are going to cover the plus nine. Uh, I'm going to go Rams money line. Oh, minus 360. Now we're getting risky. Next game, Jags at Texans. I'm taking Houston to win and Jacksonville to cover minus six. I'm going to go Texans, and I want them to cover that minus six. So the Texans are favored at minus six. Next game, Cardinals at Jets. Jets are the underdog at six and a half. I'm taking Arizona and to cover. Same uh, here, Arizona, and covering. That is has to be the biggest lock. 
I have a better lock later. Eagles at Steelers. Steelers favored by seven. I'm taking Pittsburgh and Pittsburgh to cover. Uh, Pittsburgh on the money line. 325. Okay, Joe, getting a little lower each one. I like it. Next game, <laughs> Bengals at Ravens. Ravens favored by 13 and a half. I'm taking Baltimore and the over at 51. I'm going to hit that one too, Ravens and the over. That Yeah, that, that 51 number is just too low. Joe Burrow is developing fast. I think maybe they're going to hit that over. Next game, Dolphins at Niners. Niners favored by eight. I'm taking San Francisco, but I'm taking Miami covering. Uh, 49ers on the money line. I said there was no money line as the time uh, with the spread, but I will update that come Sunday. Okay. No problem. Same thing with this next game. Broncos at Patriots. Patriots favored by 11 and a half. I'm taking the Patriots and covering. They are going to stomp down. Uh, New England on. I don't know what the deal with this game is. Uh, I would just keep it, and then if they don't play, obviously bump it. But uh, New England on the money line. I'm up $1,000. It doesn't even matter to me. One loss. Next game, (laughs) Giants at Cowboys. Cowboys favored by 9.5. I'm taking Dallas and the money line. Their defense is atrocious, so I'll take Dallas. I'm going to take uh, Dallas and the over. There is going to be a stupid amount of points scored in this game. Over being 54. Okay. Yes. So 27 apiece then. Next game, Colts at Browns. Uh, Browns underdog at two and a half. I'm taking Indianapolis and them to cover that spread. I would like the Browns. They're they're at home too and they're not favored. Get Browns in cover. Wow, that is an easy pick. Next game, Sunday Night Football. Vikings at Seahawks. Seahawks favored by seven. I am taking Seattle in the under. Under Uh, 58 points. Between these two teams. I love that pick. This is my lock of the week. Yeah, the Vikings suck. Uh, Give me Seattle to cover. Okay. Next game. Last game. Chargers at Saints. I am uh, Saints favored by 7.5. I'm taking the Chargers to win and money line. Big upset here. I would like to take the Chargers on the money line. And also, uh, I want to bet on the over. You don't get two bets. Oh, okay. So I want Chargers and over. Uh, the char- Okay. Actually, no, Chargers still- money line. Give me Chargers okay. money line. Okay, no problem. All right, people. That was the show. I'm Sean Anderson. That was Joe DeLeon. You can follow us on Twitter at Sanderson Radio, Joe DeLeon at Joe DeLeon. Follow the show on Twitter at GTTP Podcast. Check out the YouTube page at Get to the Point or Get to the Point on YouTube. You'll see it. Big blue circle. Get to the Point. Uh, Joe is still grinding it out. Maybe he'll do some 2K videos for you. Don't know why you would. He stinks at 2K. Anyways, feel free to rate, subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Feel free to do any of that stuff. It helps. Show this show to a friend. Show it to your mom. Show it to your dad. Whatever. Get us out there. Producing the content. Anyways, no apologies to Colin Sutrick. He's super annoying on Twitter. Thanks for tuning in. Hopefully we'll be back next week with more content. Third boxcar, midnight train. Destination banger, Maine. Whoa, worn out suit and shoes I don't pay no union dues I smoke old stogies I have found Short, but not too big around I'm a man of means by no means King of the road I know every engineer on every train All that children, all of their names 
locked, it ain't locked when no one's around. I sing traders for sale or rent. Rooms let fifty cents. No phone, no pool, no pets. I ain't got no cigarettes. I've two hours of pushing rooms and eight for twelve four bit room. I'm a